Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are. Whatever part of the day you're in, I sure do appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, and so uh, for that I'm very grateful. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, tell others about it. Thank you, uh, as always, for the kind comments. For those of y'all that leave them online, thank you. Not a whole lot. Uh, school is winding down in most areas, uh, at least locally and regionally, but I know in a number of other states across the country. And temperature is getting warmer. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get a little time to get back out into the garden. Had the most interesting thing, a very good man at our local church showed me this week I had never seen before. I guess I still haven't seen it personally. I saw a picture of it. They have a uh, completely white peacock. Uh, I'm sure some of y'all have seen that before. I had not. It was uh, really kind of stunning. It's a male, so they were all fanned out. But I'm going to have to get back into uh, looking at the birds a little bit. Puppy dog has taken two of them, of our hens, laying hens out. And I think we have explained things to her well enough that she's not going to do that again. But I can't make any promises about that, so we'll see. Father, thank you for today. Uh, Thank you for all the many blessings which you have bestowed upon me and our nation. Thank you for the time that you're giving us to try and repair this country. try and turn her back to you. Thank you for the second, third, fourth, fifth, and 77th, so on, chances that you give us for your forgiveness and your grace, your mercy, your love, for your son, Jesus Christ, for our founders, the men and women who came before us and sacrificed so much to create this great land, for our history and heritage. A million other things, Lord. Thank you for these people that listen to and share the podcast. Uh, Be with them and their families. Bless them. Guide them through the day. Uh, Help us to spend a little time with you, to seek you and your kingdom and your righteousness first, to love you with our whole heart and mind, strength and soul, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Watch over our enemies, Lord. Draw them closer to you. Watch over our leaders, president, vice president, senators, representatives, governors, Supreme Court judges, other judges on down, admirals, generals. Watch over our military and our law enforcement, our firefighters. Be with them. Just first responders in general. Bring them home safe to their families. Thank you for their their dedication, and their duty, their sacrifice. And 
Just be with us, Lord. God, my words. Help us to do your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Uh, education. <clears throat> We're probably going to do quite a few uh, over the summer. There's a number of things moving. A uh, number of school choice bills working their way uh, through different states. Uh, that, that universal school choice is becoming, um, it's gaining momentum. It's passed in a number of states already this year. I can't remember how many right now anymore uh, and appears to be gaining even more steam. Uh, and, and that's a great, great start, but it is just a start. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of quotes here, just really kind of background. I, I've talked about these before, uh, but uh, I think maybe I read one recently, but it's just, and there's folks, there's so many. I just go back uh, to Harvard often because it was the first college in America. Uh, and, it, and it really kind of shows where our education started in America. And if you remember the statistic I've read recently uh, on the podcast, you know, 106 of our first 108 colleges, universities, places of education, whatever, were Christian, right? That's That's really... You know, you get all this this separation of church and state. In fact, I just got a comment just today online uh, about separation of church and state. And and it's why education is so important. It's why it's one of the main two theaters in this cold civil war still that, that, that's heating up is because we've got to take back the education and the entertainment of our, of our youth, of our children, because we don't know. Right. Everybody just throws separation of church and state out like it's just this foregone conclusion. And it's exactly the opposite of what it really is because we we don't teach anymore. So so we go back and we look at these. Right. So first quote here, after God had carried us safe to New England and we had builded our houses, provided necessaries for our livelihood, reared convenient places for God's worship and settled the civil government. One of the next things we longed for and looked after was to advance learning and to perpetuate it to posterity, dreading to leave an illiterate ministry to the churches when our present ministers lie in the dust. And so this, this purpose of education has always been very important here because our, our founding generations, the people that came here first, they had a real good understanding of what happens when you have an illiterate, uneducated population. It's not a good thing, folks. And so... School choice, tie this in again, you know, we're cheering for school choice, a lot of us that, that see these problems, and, and it is a great start, and it's necessary today, but don't make the mistake of assuming we can't have public education in America. We must have education of the masses in America, of the majority of people in America. The problem is, if we are not educating today, the kids learn a lot of stuff, at least temporarily, but it's not education. They're learning things that they don't need. They're not learning things that they do need. And the amount of time being taken away from the family and from God, because we've kicked God out of the schools even more so, is appalling. The number of hours that are the majority of our children across the nation are spending away from their families, away from God, is appalling. It's destructive, right? Our founders, they knew, right? This Harvard quote talking about you set up God, you set up your government, and then you set up your schools. And your schools have to be geared toward God, centered around God. This is Samuel 
Langdon, president of Harvard, 1775, right? Addressing the Providential Congress of Massachusetts, which I always struggle with. We have rebelled against God. We have lost the true spirit of Christianity. Though we retain the outward profession and form of it, by many the gospel is corrupted into a superficial system of moral philosophy, little better than ancient Platonism. My brethren, let us repent and implore the divine mercy. Let us amend our ways and our doings, reform everything that has been provoking the Most High, and thus endeavor to obtain the gracious interpositions of providence for the deliverance, for our deliverance. May the Lord hear us in this day of trouble. We will rejoice in his salvation, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. you got two huge problems today uh, that are predominantly driving school choice, whether people really acknowledge this as the core problem or not. You know, you hear a lot of things about uh, the the diversity, equity, inclusion stuff, the DEI stuff, the, uh, the critical race theory, uh, the wokeness just in general, the evil policies of the left. Um, and you hear other people talking about the financial strain and education, the lack of good teachers, which we're going to talk about in just a second for, for just the last few minutes. But you hear all these problems, and they're real problems. I'm not making light of that. We talk about it frequently on this podcast. But what do they go back to? What do they, what do they stem from? They stem from the fact that we don't have God at the center of our education. The Bible is not the primary textbook. And for those of y'all rolling your eyes right now, right? And I know I'm going to get some comments about this. I always do. But Fisher Ames, again, the guy that actually wrote the Establishment Clause in the First Amendment. The Bible should be the principal text of our schools. So this idea of modern separation of church and state is a complete fallacy right? The modern version of it. But what this shows is anybody that you hear, and there's a number of people that are really big time proponents out there uh, of school choice for different reasons and, and education reform for different reasons. Anybody that you hear, no matter how popular, no matter how good they sound, if their very first comment is not get back in the God in the center of education, they're already off. They're off based on our history. They're off based on our heritage, based on our founding, right? You can go back to uh, WHP fonts that we talk about so often, right? The man who loves his country loves the ideal enthroned in his country's history. The principle which runs through all the story of his country's past like a spinal cord. The ideals which were set before his fathers. The institutions for which those fathers lived and suffered. The man who loves that for which his country stands, he and he alone is the man who loves his country. If we're going to talk about education reform, really fixing education, we have to have God in the center of it. So throw out a little stat, and this number might be a little off. Y'all can check it, and it's certainly going to vary by region in the United States. And I'm mostly talking about America here, folks, because this is our, our history and heritage as a Christian nation particularly applies. Uh, I know I've got some listeners in other parts of the world now. Um, certainly could apply this to your country's education system uh, in the sense of what's necessary, right? But 
So somewhere in the mid 40% range, uh, the number of teacher shortages that we had across the country, huge number, astronomical number. Uh, it's lower in some places, higher in others, right? And it's, it looks like it's gonna be worse even this year. And you're losing, I know of a couple, personally, you're losing a lot of these good experienced teachers, not because they're retiring, although some of them may be because they, they already reached that point, but they really don't wanna leave, they're leaving for some other reason. And the question is why? Why are we losing these really good experienced teachers? And why are we not getting more quality teachers, right? Um, and you can certainly talk about how poor our pay is, uh, but you can talk about that with uh, police officers and firefighters, uh, military, right? You can make that argument easily. Uh, we give all this money to all these other social programs. We don't pay our first responders, our teachers very well, and then we can't figure out why we're not getting better applicants. But it's, it's far more than just financial. Go talk to a teacher if you don't believe me. Find somebody that you really trust that's in the industry. Counselor, principal, teacher, somebody. Talk to them. Sit down with them. Ask them. What are the problems? And however long that conversation lasts, if they're really honest, they're gonna get to two things that drive everything else. And that is God and the family. Now they may not say God outright because they, they wanna beat around the bush and they don't wanna say that. But the, the, the lack of discipline, the lack of accuracy, academic integrity, right? Both of those stem from we've gotten away from God and his standards. And so you have these teachers that are asked to put up with more and more hypocrisy, right? You got to have little Johnny needs this accommodation and little Susie needs this one. And my kid's not getting exactly what I want. And you've got emotional accommodations and, and, and whatever else accommodations. And so the kid can do whatever they want in the classroom. I heard a story just this week. Uh, and you hear them on the national news all the time. A uh, teacher got attacked by a student. Student was back in class in that school the next week. Right? There's just, there's just almost no discipline. And, and you want to point the fingers at your local school board, right? And your local uh, administrators. That's not really, folks, a lot of times those decisions are already made for them. Their hands are tied. Yeah, there's some school districts out there where, where you, you can do more and the school board is acting inappropriately or the administrators aren't taking appropriate action. But there's a lot of times when the state level laws or the federal level laws are preventing them from dealing with the problems, not to mention the academic issues that we've got. Uh, and so it's no wonder that we're losing so many of our teachers, our good teachers, and it's going to continue until we really fix the problems 
or until it breaks. One of those two is going to happen. And the only way, the only way to fix it is to put God back in the center of the school and then start to act on that in all the different areas of public education. We'll come back and talk about it some more, folks. I went over. I apologize. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.